Welcome to episode number 70 for May 30th, 2010. I'm Rick. And I'm Amy. And this is Taken With You. Today, we are going to talk about human nature, the lost finale, the apprentice finale, and more. Yes, I'm going to talk about my experience at Tumwater High School, preaching to the sold-out club. Um, some other things uh, that we'll discuss. I had an emergency tooth pulled yesterday. That was fun. Yes, you did, but it went a lot better than you thought it would. It did. And we're going to talk about human nature today um, on the uh, season finales of different shows that we watched and how they relate to us. So stay tuned. Time once again to find out what's going on around our house on Take Him With You. Wow, well, we've had quite an eventful week, haven't we? Yeah, we have. Lots of things going on. We, um, You know, a lot of people have been listening to us talk about looking for a church to attend. Mm-hmm. And uh, we went again now for the fourth time in a row to uh, Reality Church in Olympia, Washington. Well, actually, you went four times. I've only gone three. Right. Because I went to my mom's church one Sunday. Right, but it was a very yeah. solid message on Sunday again, and yeah, so good worship, good. and yeah, I, I I really like the 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 place. Mm-hmm. How about you? Yeah, I really like the worship. I think you liked it a little more than me this last Sunday because the electric guitar was rather loud, but you like that. I like electric guitar. Yes, you do. But I, I've really liked the mix most Sundays. It's been really, really good. And even the, the songs are really good this Sunday and the message is solid. Yeah. So anyway, we're enjoying it. And, you know, we're, we're not sure if we're going to go there all the time, but we're going to try it. And mm-hmm. if it's a place where we can connect with some folks and, uh, you know, have some friends and and uh, that'll be worth it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's It's kind of a, it's 45 minutes away, but it's. I don't know. It's cool. And I like I like going up to Olympia and that's where we're eventually we're going to move up to anyway, so. Yeah. At least that area, maybe that area, maybe further, I don't know. But yeah. we want to go towards towards the east. Well, it would be halfway between both of our families, between my mother and your parents. So. Yeah. At this point in time. Mhm. So anyway, that's kind of fun. Um, oh, I had a really uh fun experience. I got invited by my friend Haley, who used to be in our youth group. Um, a few years ago, um, and she invited me to come speak to her club at Tumwater High School, mm-hmm. and it's called the Sold Out Club, and that was quite an experience. I went up and uh, registered at the at the office and put my little visitor tag on, and and went and waited. And then for I got thirty minutes to share with the kids, and uh, I should play a little bit of it, shouldn't I? Sure. Okay, let's hear a little bit of it right now, just a, a quick little thing of it, and then we'll be right back. Well, anyway, I said the prayer at my seat, and we had we had listened to Twisted Sister on the way up. You know that old, the ancient song for you guys now. We're not gonna take it. You know that song. No, we're not gonna take. We listened to that on the way up. On the way back, we shut off the cassette deck, and we talked about what had happened in our lives. And I'm telling you what, everything changed. And that's what happens when you run into a living God. Everything changes. See, I was different before. 
I don't know how it happened. All I know is that God had my number. And guess what? He's got yours. He knows every detail about our lives, even the cruddy, gross stuff. And what's so amazing about that is that he still loves us in spite of our weakness. And he knew what it meant to get a hold of me. He had to use a language I understood. And really it's all about that, isn't it? Isn't it about what really touches the heart of people that wakes them up? I mean, some of you are into sports. You like sports. That really, and that turns your crank, man. I mean, this is the coolest thing ever. Sports. Some of you are into band. Oh, man, I can't wait to play the instrument, you know, that I'm talented at. Some of you might be in debate class, and you can't wait to get up and argue with somebody. It's just a passion of yours. Do you know what? God speaks our language. Whatever we're into, God knows exactly what it is. And isn't it interesting that as Christians, sometimes we go out and we spout our ideals to everybody, and we say, you should be a Christian, you should, be, you should follow Jesus, but, but we don't spend the time to actually get to know somebody and what they're talented or gifted at. And we, we say all these words, but you know, sometimes actions speak louder than words. That's why I get all upset when people are out picketing and, and doing all these different things. I think, you know what? There's a, there's a better way. It's, it's called getting to know somebody and letting your light shine before people. There you go. That's kind of a little sample of what I was talking about to the kids. There was about 50 of them or so in the room, and uh, I was impressed. A lot of them in there. You know, when you said that last little, that little bit, it reminded me of when my oldest son, who's now 20, was about two, and I taught him that verse from James. It says, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. And the thing that was cute is I taught him the sign language movements to it. That's that's funny. I thought you were going to say that you taught him the Twisted Sister song. No, he came into that all of his own. I we're going to be talking about that today, aren't we? Yeah, we are. <laughs> well, anyway, um, that's I, I really thank you so much, Haley. I know you listen to the podcast and uh, Walker was there as well, so it was really cool. That's uh, Haley's brother, and I uh, thank you guys for inviting me. I really had a great time, and it was really fun to get to uh, meet some of your friends and uh, enjoyed talking to your club. So thanks again for inviting me to that. Yeah, that was neat. Yeah, so uh, yesterday morning uh, I got a call early in the morning from the dentists. Uh, I had a, a little uh, toothache over the weekend, and mm-hmm. I went in to the dentist yesterday morning and came home. Yes, you did. Um, I got the call. They called quite early. so I was asleep. I, I went and woke you up and said, um, they have a cancellation in an hour or two. Do you want to go get in? Get in? And he, you go, yeah. So I'm great. So I went. Yeah, you did. And, and thankfully, this was a, a first for you. I don't know about a first for me. What, what was your first? This is a big deal. What? I don't understand. You said it was the first time you had dental work done that it didn't hurt at all. No. he. Well, I have a really good dentist. I don't like to go see him professionally, but he himself is a very gentle and kind man. Mm-hmm. And uh, I really, I, until I had him as a dentist, I really didn't have a good one. Mm-hmm. He um, He has really been, my mouth is really not in good shape. It never has been. And um, throughout the years, I've had different dentists and I... The reason I don't get my mouth worked on is because it hurts so bad. But when I met this guy, he's really kind. His name is Ron, and he is just fabulous. He, When he gives a Novocaine shot, you can hardly feel it at all. I mean, very, very, um, very well done. And he takes his time, and he knows 
I shared with him how I feel about dentistry and all this. And he's very nice to me. He takes his time. And I think that's what is the reason that if you go to a dentist and it hurts, it's because they're doing it quickly. That's okay. what I found out. That's what he told me. He says, when you give a Novocaine shot or you do you different things, if, if you go very quickly, mm-hmm. that you're, what you're feeling is the pressure of the, of the, um, of the Novocaine going into wherever it goes. And that's what you feel and it hurts. Um, but if you take your time and go slow, and just you know, take some time, and then and then he massages the gum and does all this different thing. And this time I went in because I was had a toothache. He gave the shot. I didn't feel it hardly at all. And then um, he had to you know look at it, clean it all out because there was some decay on the outside. Well, when he got in there, he realized that the tooth was actually fifty percent rotted. It was almost gone. Ouch. And so he said, well, I don't think I can save this, so let's take it out. So they actually pulled my tooth. Uh, but, it, it didn't but I never really, felt. He, he did it so really well. Hurt. I never felt a thing. And it even doesn't feel really bad today. I've been taking some ibuprofen, but I, I'm fine. I showed it off on my blog. You can go see my tooth. I actually didn't watch that blog. I watch almost all your blogs. 30 people watched it already. I didn't want to see your tooth. Sorry. Yeah. You go to Moyer's, uh, Rick Moyer 777. It's YouTube.com, Rick Moyer 777. I think it's in the envelope right here, but I'm, it not, is. I'm not looking at but it. But it was, uh, anyways. <laughs> so anyway, I got my tooth pulled, and that was unexpected, but it doesn't hurt anymore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fun. What have you been up to lately here at the house? I... Uh, until we get into our subject for the day, we're going to talk about TV shows and stuff. We're actually going to do that in our subject today because we're talking about human nature. Anything else going on with you that you wanted to talk about before um, we get into it? We're just getting ready for Andrew graduating in a couple weeks, and I haven't really started on that much, but um, you address some envelopes to family and a few of his friends. Yeah. Um, if you're family and you didn't get an invitation, please come. <laughs> you don't this. invite somebody on an international <laughs> podcast to come to your son's graduation said, party at our house. I said that family. Be- we have a small house. <laughs> Even it's going to be hard just to fit our family. Um, <sighs> just on my side, if my whole family, my brothers, sisters, and their kids well, show up, there's over 40. So we have a tiny house. But anyway, but family, please come. <laughs> you assume they listen to our podcast don't you? well some do yeah that's true uh so you're just getting ready for andrew's um his big thing now did it did we find out if he actually got this award or not um well i don't know i think he's supposed to get it on the ninth yeah we're going to be going to a thing uh, it's really fun andrew is in the carpentry program up at the um at the finished carpentry program is that what's called it's residential know. Residential carpentry. carpentry. There we go. Anyway, he's getting his associate degree in that. And uh, he is on the dean's list. He graduates with honor cords. And um, rumor has it that he got the carpentry student of the year, which is really cool. Yeah. So we're very proud of Andrew. And we're excited about him graduating. And he's you done know, a great job. something else. I feel like I have to boast on my other kids. Um, two quick things since we're boasting on Andrew. Um, Nathan just made this wonderful video for um, a kind of a halfway kind of house up in Bellingham. It was a project his wife had for college, and he helped her with it, did the filming and editing. And it's a really neat thing. It's a, a house for um, people that are um, HIV, positive. HIV positive that are actually have full-blown AIDS so they need help with their living they have um six studio apartments 
and um, they help people get their medications and the help they need. And um, some people are able to stabilize with medicines and actually move out, you know, but it is, it can be kind of a hospice kind of thing if people need that. Um, But anyway, it's a neat um, organization up there. And then there's something that you don't know. Okay. About your daughter. All right. I was really proud of her the other day. She took me to the movies. Okay. Because she wanted to see Iron Man, and I didn't know Iron Man 2. Iron Man 2, and I wasn't sure if I really wanted to. I haven't seen it yet. I need to go see it. I wasn't sure if I really wanted to pay to go to the movies that day. She goes, well, I'll pay for you to go. And so I go, well, okay. I didn't have work that day, so... We went to the movies, and the late she gave the lady um, fifteen dollars, and the lady gave her six dollars back. And Catherine said, um, "I think you gave me too much money back." And the lady had given her um, a five when she should have just given her a one. Oh. And um, I was just really proud of my daughter because, you know, she could have just pocketed the money and not said anything to anybody. Yeah. But she was honest and um, and let the lady know that she gave her too much money back. So it saved the lady from getting in trouble by her boss. That's and, good. And she, Catherine was honest. I C- thought kudos to Catherine and Iron Man. Yeah. Two. Iron Man 2. <laughs> yeah, it was a pretty good movie. It was definitely a guy movie, but it was a good movie. Ah, good. Yeah. Good. Well, let me see. Uh, oh, yeah, I wanted to mention before we got into our subject for the day that um, we got some really good reviews on a couple of the audio dramas that I did narration and music for. Oh, good. Yeah, the uh, the first one that I had worked on was uh, called Swagman, or <laughs> Once a Jolly Swagman. And it is uh, a, a really dark science fiction story by um, Simon Meddings. Mm-hmm. And he did uh, just a really interesting script, really different for something that I've worked on before and, and uh, did all the music in f- for it and narration and stuff like that. And then edited the whole thing together and uh, wanted to uh, let people know that if you kind of want a PG-13 rated um, kind of a dark science fiction comedy, take a listen to that over at the Martians are here. Mm-hmm. Dot com and then um, just finished up on a big project, also for uh, Stefan Sonak, the uh, writer and producer of The Martians Are Here, uh, called a, L- a Little Bit of Trouble, Little Bit of Trouble by Jen Rhodes from Texas, and she just did a wonderful job of writing this story about a robotic gerbil. And I have to say, my my great grandniece, my grandniece Lola, was over here the other night. Yeah. And she listened to the whole thing and drew you some beautiful artwork. Yeah, and has- we we uh, we scanned the artwork in and sent it to to uh, Jen and uh, to Stefan, and we mm-hmm. also did a um, did a, a video blog of her um, reviewing the program. It was mm-hmm. great. But you know, the uh, there's a uh, there's a little boy in the story named Denny, mm-hmm. and Denny was played by Carly. Um, I think it's Jen's. Is it Jen's niece? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she's six years old, I think, and she just did a really fun job with it. And uh, it's her birthday coming up. Or actually, let me see. By the time they hear this, her birthday would have been a couple of days ago. So let's just say happy birthday to Carly. Happy birthday, Carly. Happy birthday, Carly. We hope you have uh, or had a great birthday. You did a really great job as Denny in Little Bit of Trouble. Thank you. 
Mm-hmm. So we wanted to give a shout out to her. And, and don't take the stuffing out of your mom's furniture anymore. Yeah, we saw that on your mom's <laughs> Facebook post. You leave so the hard. stuffing in. Leave I, the stuffing in the couch. I laughed really hard, and then I felt really bad. I laughed hard because her mom had to clean all of it up. <laughs> well, you remember some of the things our kids got into. Oh, so. well, and I remember what I got into as a kid. Yeah. <laughs> we, we all have our stories. Floor, I yeah. lit the after... Oh, maybe I shouldn't say that. Anyway, I took the aftershave and lit it on fire. Yeah, in, in your my bathroom house. Sink. Yeah, yeah. And I... my big, Don't do this. Don't do that. My big um, adventure was when I was about three or four we decided we wanted to ice skate on my bedroom floor i had linoleum oh no and i'd had a cold so my mom had vaseline in my room for oh, my nose no you're kidding so we took vaseline and spread it all over my bedroom floor and took our socks off oh my and, goodness and slid around on the floor that's disgusting <laughs> that would be gross i'm surprised you didn't break your butt <laughs> our our um our feet were nice and soft afterwards i bet they were <laughs> I bet they were. That's pretty. And my dad got in trouble because he was supposed to be watching me while, and I had some little friends over, and, and he, was he wasn't supposed watching, to watching us while my mom cleaned the kitchen. It's pretty funny. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> so I think he had to clean it up. It was funny. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. Kids. Well, the other exciting thing that happened this last week was the thirtieth birthday of the Empire Strikes Back. Oh yeah. Star Wars. Yeah. Yes. That's pretty exciting for me. Yes, we had to listen to the song you wrote on the way to church and back. Well, a couple minutes. of times. No, we listened to Darren Montgomery's uh, CD called Peace. Yeah, that was good. All the way up to church. It was really um, fun. Not all the way up. Well, played, I had to torture the kids by playing the, the you song. You had to play the song. But anyway, The Empire twice. Strikes Back. Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back. Let me just say happy birthday to The Empire happy Strikes Back. Happy 30th birthday. What did you Yay. think? Do you remember seeing Empire Strikes Back, Amy? You know, I'm sure I did. I I think I remember the first Star Trek movie the most because it was the Star Wars. Star Wars. Sorry. Oh my gosh! How long have you been married I'm to me? I'm sorry. I have a sinus headache today. You have to give me a little grace. But the first Star Wars movie was the first big kid movie I ever went to with my friends. I was in like fifth or sixth grade. Wow. And we waited outside in the rain at the Aberdeen Theater. We drove clear from Raymond to Aberdeen, which is about 30, 35 well, miles. That's hilarious because that's what the same theater that I waited in line at, not for Star Wars, even though I did go see Star Wars there. I waited in line for The Empire Strikes Back uh, at that same theater in the cold and rain. Yeah, I'm not sure if I actually saw The Empire Strikes Back in the theater. And this is funny because this this is before like cinemas in the malls and stuff. This is long before that. They they were just big theaters. Old fashioned theaters. Right. And and I remember being flabbergasted that there was a line all the way from the theater box office all the way down a couple of blocks and around the corner. That was unheard of for yeah. this town. Mm-hmm. I remember that for the first Star Wars Yeah, movie. and we waited and waited in line and, out in the cold. There, yeah, it was out in the cold and out They didn't the have rain. those nice lobbies with the popcorn and all and the video games you could wait for the movie to start. We, we literally stood outside. Yeah, in the rain. And I now remember. it's great because they have these big like complexes where you can sit and have a latte before your movie and munch mm-hmm. on stuff you know it's you know cool. i i think we grew up in hickville but i think the big cities did have theaters and malls when we were kids because i remember seeing one in seattle when i was younger 
Yeah. In like a, a big. Well, we lived in. You, yeah. yeah. This town was. It's very. We small. were a one horse town. Yeah. Well. Well, we, we actually we, had two theaters. Yeah, in Raymond we only had one theater, and it, and you still only have one and theater there's in Raymond. Still only one theater in here in town. We had and one stoplight. No, we, I think there's two. We had the DNR theater, and the Aberdeen theater, mm-hmm. and those were the only two theaters we had. Now we have, um, well, the DNR got all reconstructed and everything. I don't know if they're showing movies, but the Seventh Street Theater over in Hoquim shows movies from time to time. But we have a big cinema yeah. now, and the it has DNR 10 screens. has been doing. Um, Concerts. Concerts, and yeah. they've had quite a few big concerts. But back to them. Star Wars, the yeah. 30th uh, anniversary of The Empire Strikes Back. This movie, I thought, was a, was the best of all the Star Wars movies. Okay. Only because it it just was, it, I mean, it was it gave you a cliffhanger at the end. You didn't know what was going to happen. It was a continuing story. It was almost better than Star Wars itself because they had come a long ways. It was three years afterwards. They came a long way with the special effects and stuff, so I thought it was pretty cool. You, do you know that your daughter and I had a really long conversation in the car about the first three Star Wars movies? Really? She wanted to know when it was that Luke and Leah found out that they were brother and sister because they kissed in the first and the second movie. Well, she gave him a little kiss on the cheek before they flew over that. In the Death Star. Yeah. Yeah. And then... Um, well, they didn't know. And then she tried to make... Hand jealous. Jealous. So she gave her brother a big kiss on the lips. Well, she didn't know he was her brother. Yeah. Well, this caused a, a long, lengthy conversation between my daughter and I. I would have. Well, that's all right. That's not a bad out. thing. Well, it, and then and then <laughs> she of can't course, picture pick, kissing her brother. I think is no, the deal, no, and no. that's okay. Well, but they didn't grow up together. They didn't even know they were related. But they were. Yeah. They're brother and sister, and yeah. we find that out later in the. Yeah. So I had series. to tell her that they found out in the third movie. Actually, they find out. Um, no, I guess in they the don't find out in the movie. second. I mean, we, we, they allude to it in the second movie and actually the, that's the fifth movie. If you really want to get technical, didn't they say there is another, there is another. Yes. Well, that's the first time we get to see Yoda in the empire strikes back. We just put Yoda with the entire star Wars series, but he wasn't in the first one. Really? Yeah, really. Huh. It was a, it was a total, he was a new character that was introduced I just didn't remember that. I remember, just remember, Obi Wan shows up as a was. shimmering thing in the on the ice planet and says, "Luke, you must go to Dagobah and look for Yoda, the Jedi Master." Oh, I just want to. Mm. I just Yoda. feel like rap music is coming up because don't you have like a Dagobah rap or something that you do? I know that's somebody else that does that, oh, but okay. I have sung it several times. <laughs> right, Luke, use the Force and run to Dagobah. Run to Dagobah. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. So. Anyway, anyway, um, in honor of the 30th birthday of The Empire Strikes Back, I wrote a song, and I want to play it for you now. How did I know that was coming up? I just, you know, because it's so, it's it's a hit, and I know everybody will be singing it all day. Here you go. This is my tribute to the 30th birthday of The Empire Strikes Back. We'll be right back with our, our actual subject for the day, but enjoy and let us know what you think of the song or let me know because I already know what my wife thinks. <laughs> okay. Forget old Hawk with the ice. 
tauntaun split open for warmth they suffice. Luke got a vision after being clubbed by a paw, and a shimmering Kenobi said go to Dagobah. Imperial walkers had shot up the base. And we caught a look at the back of Darth's face. Who can forget the asteroids filled with the creatures? To some of the things that made this a feature. Here's to the guy that taught Luke how to fight. Treasure old Yoda and Hans Carbonite. I owe some fond memories to George Lucas, in fact. For he gave me the movie The Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, he gave me the movie The Empire Strikes Back. He awaits them as Yoda spouts on And Luke trains like Rocky on a planet like Pond Calrissian's a shyster as he sells the team out C3's disassembled and R2 he pouts Oh, is there another that could take Skywalker's place? But old Yoda says to Ben Kenobi's face So Luke leaves his training Cause his friends are in distress And ends up flying into a Cloud City mess Oh, here's to the guy who taught Luke how to fight Treasure old Yoda and Hans Carbonite I owe some fond memories to George Lucas, in fact. For he gave us the movie, The Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, he gave us the movie, The Empire Strikes Back. This one, a long time have I watched. All his life as he looked away to the to the horizon, never his mind on where he was, hmm? what he was doing. Are you stuck up, half-witted, scruffy-looking nerf herder? Who's scruffy-looking? The deal falls apart with Vader at the door. Says to Lando, pray I don't alter it more. A bounty hunter by the name of Illustrious Fett buys a frozen ham on the surefire bet. Darth is Luke's father, so Obi-Wan lied. Come to the dark side and with me abide. But Luke, he knows better, and he takes a stand. Anakin, betrayed, chops off his son's hand. Oh, here's to the guy that taught Luke how to fight. Treasure old Yoda and Hans Carbonite. 
Kyle's fond memories to George Lucas, in fact. For he gave us the movie, The Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, he gave us the movie, The Empire Strikes Back. One more time. Oh, here's to the guy who taught Luke how to fight. Treasure old Yoda and Hans Carbonite. I owe some fond memories to George Lucas Impact. For he gave us the movie, The Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, he gave us the movie, The Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, he gave us the movie, The Empire Strikes Back. Yes, Jedi's strength flows from the Force. But beware of the dark side. Anger, fear, aggression. The dark side of the Force are they. Easily they flow. But to join you in a fight. If once you start down the dark path, forever will it dominate your destiny. Consume you at will, as it did Obi-Wan's apprentice. Ah, interesting comments from Yoda. That would actually be a really good introduction to our our, um, discussion today, because we're kind of talking about good and evil, bad and... Yes, we are. All that stuff. So why not? Let's just get right into it, shall we? Oh, and by the way, I do like that song. Yeah, right. Well, I like folk music. I... I think that's really cool. I used to have an alternate punk rock um, Scottish Christian group I like listening to. Do you remember that? I, I do. I like to listen to them. I do there, Lassie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that is a the thing that Yoda said was really interesting with the... Um, Once you start going down the dark yeah. path. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, subject we will intro. Okay. I can't do that. I'm going to need the remote control for the TV on this one. As you wish. She's playing a princess bride on me. I wish you'd do that all the time. I do it a lot. (laughs) I made you a big breakfast this morning. You did, and I didn't even ask for it. So you were doing the love language of giving of gifts. Yep. For me, because I like that. Thanks yeah. for breakfast, by the way. It was good. You don't, you don't want to have breakfast when I make my um, spinach smoothies, though. No, I don't. Thank you very much. But I made turkey bacon and eggs and toast for you today. Turkey bacon. Mm-hmm. Kind of an oxymoron, isn't it? Well, you know what? I like bacon, but... It's good. It's Yeah, the turkey bacon's not bad, so you kind of get the taste of bacon without all the high cholesterol. Yeah, and fat and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, our subject today, we, we're going to do part two of Good Book, but mm-hmm. we, I decided, you know, as, as the weekend occurred and we watched the season finale of Lost, mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. and the the um, or the series finale of Lost is what it was, and then the yeah. season finale of The Apprentice. We just got done watching the ending of Survivor for this season, and uh, lots and of endings. There, yeah, lots of things <laughs> like the series finale of or yeah series finale of Twenty Four is coming up soon as well. Or actually, just happened. I I haven't. Uh, and I have the to watch the finale of Chuck. Yeah, the season the finale of Chuck, all that stuff. Anyway, mm-hmm. the the point I'm making is uh, we watched The Lost. You know, we've been watching Lost for six years. Except for I missed one season. Yeah, well, I didn't. Anyway, I watched yeah. the entire six years of it faithfully. And uh, really interesting ending. Um, I really enjoyed the series finale all the way up to the last ten minutes. Yeah, I I kind of was like, hmm? I don't get all this. I what? even asked a friend on Facebook to explain. Oh, it Sarah to me. did a great job of trying to explain to you what she felt the ending and I was. Think, I think she did. By the a way, thank you, job. Sarah. That was great. She did a good job helping me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, my initial reaction to it was: Did I stay up this late to watch this? Um, because I was dis- I personally was disappointed in the ending of Lost. Well, I I like the fact that. Everyone got back together. Oh, by the way, the spoilers. If you haven't watched the, yeah, the series finale, you don't want to listen bit. to this program. I like the fact that everyone got back together. Um, the, no, the, now, I really enjoyed the reunion aspect of it as well. But I, I was not. I, I was looking for something different for the ending. And I guess, I guess we all have to be the judge of what really happened because they really didn't explain it that well. And there's a lot of holes in the in their ending that. I just didn't, I you know, I watched it faithfully for many years and kind of felt wrong and bad at the end instead of, I should have felt satisfied and fulfilled after watching all these different storylines supposedly come together. But quite honestly, I felt like the writers kind of took an easy way out. Well, Sarah explained it to me that the sideways um, timeline kind of thing mm-hmm. Wasn't really time at all, but it was kind of like a purgatory, like in the Catholic faith, how they believe in purgatory. Or like what? A, what is purgatory? Well, the way I understand it is like it's a holding place in between heaven and hell that people go there, and then you mean in between death and then eternity? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, in between death and eternity, and and so I mean. I wasn't raised with that belief system, so um, I don't totally get it because I was raised that in the New Testament it says once you die, you're present with the Lord and mm-hmm. um, when you're a believer. So, so there's no in-between time, even though in the Old Testament we do see... Well, the, yeah, the Old Testament does talk about the bosom of Abraham or Sheol, which was another... Term ta- for term. purgatory. Yeah, so maybe that's where they get purgatory from. Is I think that so. The term um, from the bosom of Abraham, mm-hmm. um, kind of like this area, this holding tank until Jesus did what he was going to do. Right. So anyway, but anyway, that was one interesting way to explain it, even though it still didn't quite make sense to me. But I missed a whole season, so. Well, you didn't. I don't know if that made any difference. <laughs> well, the way that they did the ending, it really didn't matter if you missed a whole season because it wasn't uh, 
it, like I say, it, there's too many questions left in my mind well, about like, it. Well, like, why did Jack have a son in the sideline thing? Is that just because that was a desire of his heart and so he made that up? Probably. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not the writers and yeah. boy, I'm glad I'm not because I'm sure they're taking. You either loved it or you hated it. The ending. Well, and if he made up having a son, how come his son didn't like him at first? Why would you make up a son that didn't like you at first? I, I have no answers for you <laughs> so, other than the fact that here, here is what my major thing about the ending of Lost was. Um, there's this scene towards the end where they're trying to get everybody into this church. Uh-huh. Okay. And now, again, I know I might get a little flack from some of my friends on this one, but I'm just going to say what I think. Um, Jack goes into the church and he sees the coffin that his dad was um, shipped in over but from it, Australia. But, but it's when, empty. But when he opens it, there's no one in it. And then his dad starts to talk to him. And he turns around and there's his dad. And behind his dad is a stained glass window. And if you look very carefully at the stained glass window, it had several different faiths, faiths mm-hmm. represented in the stained glass. So there was a cross and there was a yin and yang symbol. There was a... The moon a, and the star of Muslim. Right. right of, Islam. Right. Yeah, Islam. And there, the, but there were several different... The Native American wheel. Right. Mm-hmm. And they had all these different faiths. And I think that the writers were trying to portray something that they've done in science fiction in a lot of movies mm-hmm. is they there are many paths to eternity or enlightenment. And, and like a Buddhist they didn't, they didn't, and Buddhism. Right. Buddhism. That's kind of a Buddhist concept and stuff like that. But here's the deal. The writers didn't come out and say that. They just were trying to – I think they were trying to portray that in there that all these different ways get you to where to the same place. Which, which I have to say, is a very prevalent theme. However, in my beliefs, as far as the Bible is concerned, as far as God is concerned in in, in the Bible, that is not the way that that I believe. I believe that there's really only one way to eternity, and that is um, in heaven, and that is through Jesus Christ. So. As a Christian watching it, I can understand the concept of what they're trying to say. They didn't push it, but it was there. And then when they go in, I had so many different different um, things going through my head of why certain people were there and why some weren't. And mm-hmm. there was a lot of extreme things. The thing about Lost is you really never knew who was good and who was bad. They they blurred they the lines. Went, they kind of went back and forth. One some day, one episode, somebody yeah. would be... Some of the main characters were murderers and and torturers, and then they were good guys. Right. And then it went back and forth and back and forth, and yeah, it was. It, it just kind of blurred confusing. the lines. But what? But okay, so I watched this whole thing, and I'm sitting there thinking, well, we've seen this before, and, and like Mission to Mars, and different movies that have come out and said, you know, there's, you know, it doesn't matter how you get there as long as you get there. And you know, and then they open the door and the kind light of and everything. The ascending kind of yeah, thing. ascension and Stargate, different yeah. things like that. Okay, I understand all those concepts, but I was hoping for something different on Lost, and I don't know why I was hoping for something different. Probably because they combine science and and faith and faith. And there's there's a lot of aspects of faith. They even brought that out on Jimmy Kim, Kimball Live. Um, Kimmel. Kimmel. Sorry. Sorry. Um, there is faith talk of faith all the way through it yes there was and not always faith in god right but, but faith in the island or, or faith, trust right, or, right. Um, and there was a guy that had been like a drug dealer that turned priest at, right. in the earlier episodes and kind echo. of <clears throat> mr. We, echo. mr echo and 
then the smoke monster killed him. And, um, yeah, I'm not quite <laughs> sure. <laughs> you know, I, I, I still don't totally get it, but, you know, it's a make-believe story. So we have to come back to that. It was entertainment, and it doesn't all have to make sense, I guess. Um, there was certain aspects about it that reminded me a little bit of Sixth Sense with um, M. Night Shalom. How do you say his name? M. Night Shyamalan or Shyamalan. something like He's that. He's one of my my twenty. I just turned on our TV in the background because I want to play something. <laughs> one of my son's favorite um, directors and producers. There's a Next Generation marathon going on right now. Oh, great! Yeah, I have to stand up to do this because okay. I'm behind the couch. Well, you can always edit some of this out, or I can. No, keep you're talking. fine. You're fine. You're fine. Rick likes buttons, so he's he's in a happy place right now because he's pushing buttons. No, I'm buttons. not because it's not working. <laughs> okay. Is the dog laying in front of the DVR yes. again? <laughs> Our dog likes to lay in odd places, like right in front of the DVR or... Well, right at the bottom of the steps so you step on it. Yeah, so you have you have to like step really wide to get over her to get to the steps. We don't have a little dog. She's big and fat. And okay, so, yeah. so this is the comment. Uh, they played a special after Lost was over. From Jimmy Kimmel, and he interviewed some of the characters. And he made a statement that I thought was really different. I thought he misrepresent, re- misrepresented people of the Christian faith. And, and uh, so I want to play some for you. I'm not sure if they heard you that, but he's going to play a quote here. Well, I don't know if I can get it loud enough. We'll see. Can you guys hear that in the background? All right, here we go. Now, he's going to say something, and I, I want to comment on it because I thought it was really interesting. I like the sets with all the Dharma stuff all over it. Yeah, that was cool. Okay, so they bring Matthew Fox out, Jack. And they're all excited. Now listen to what Jimmy says. That was the first time you'd seen the ending, right? That was the first time, yeah. Just sitting backstage and... uh, uh, it's pretty moving. Yeah. You feel a little bit like Tom Sawyer looking in on your own funeral? Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, it's hard to watch for me, but um, I'll, sometime down the road, I, I suppose I'll go back and watch it all the way through. Your neck is healed up. That's good yeah. news. <laughs> so um, I want to present you, if I could, with my theory on, on what happened. Okay. okay? <laughs> it, In a lot of religions, Christianity being one of them, the idea is that life is a test, that you go through your life, and if you're good, you go to heaven or nirvana or whatever, and if you're bad, you don't. You go to hell or you don't go anywhere. My theory is that the whole show, from beginning to end, we were watching Jack's test, his test, and his life on the island, I think, was his real life. Yes. And... Okay. All right, that's good. Now, what what you heard him say was that uh, in all these religions, including and prevalent in Christianity, is what he said, is that this life is a test, and if you're good, you go to heaven, and if you're bad, you go to hell. 
Or nowhere, he said. Or yeah. nowhere. Okay. Yeah. So, first off, I have to say, Jimmy Kimmel doesn't understand Christianity. Well, yeah, he's he's like a talk show host or comedian, well, yeah, but I'm just saying he just theo- he just he just threw out theologian. there the he just threw out this concept that it, that a lot of people believe, but that's not true. Christianity or belief in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior is not it doesn't mean this life is a test and then if you're good you get to go to heaven and if you're bad you go to hell that isn't that is not the concept of what Jesus is all about isn't that an interesting thing that a lot of people believe yeah. that though yeah i i guess they do you know i think it depends on your view of god because if you view god as this <clears throat> um, deity in the sky that is going to judge you on your and works. Judge you and right. Um, that's a little different than the concept from John three sixteen that says, "For God so loved the world right. that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him shall well, not." What perish. what Jimmy what Jimmy said though was more of a a belief that a lot of people have, and that is that it's your works that get you into heaven or into hell. So in other words, if you do a bunch of good things, if you just work hard enough, you can work yourself into heaven. Mm-hmm. You know, Or if you are a really bad person and you do a lot of bad things to people and you mess them over and everything, well, you surely you're going to go to hell. And that's what he put forth there. And now that is, that's the reason that that's a very common idea is because a lot of religions, and I'm not going to go into the names and stuff because I promised I wouldn't do a big thing on the differences between different religions but that is a very prevalent concept in many other religions but mm-hmm. it, but it's the the one thing that separates christianity from all other religions and unfortunately even in christianity some people that have the belief system still operate on this good works versus bad works and they're going to get okay they're going to god's going to love them if they do enough good things and he's going to judge them if they do enough bad things it's like karma you know, you do pay it forward. You know, if you do a lot of kind things, well, then you'll get kindness back or you'll re- be reincarnated. You know, if you miss it in this life, you know, and it's miserable in this life, well, you'll come back and try it again. And all these different concepts, these are concepts that, that are foreign to Christianity because here's Christianity is the only, I don't even, I, I hate to use the word religion, but I'll say the only faith system or system of believing where it's not based on works. It's based on one person's work, and that was Jesus on the cross. So it's not a matter of us trying to get God to love us by all the great things that we do for him. That is not what my faith says. Mm-hmm. My faith says you put your trust and your belief in Jesus and what he did on the cross, and that is your that is your ticket into eternity, mm-hmm. into heaven. And as people of faith in what Jesus did... We will want to do good works just because it's the right thing to do. Yeah, but you he take, says to be kind okay, to but, one but another. Look at it this but way: we don't earn our salvation through that. If I, when I said when I said I wanted to marry you, and you said you wanted to marry me, and we were in love, right? Mm-hmm. And we kissed and said I do, and we walked down the aisle. From that point on, um, you, I was married to you. Mm-hmm. Now, we wouldn't have a very good relationship. If we always tried, how do I put it? If if there was this threat of, of you never accepting me unless I did good things for you, we'd be in trouble because 
I make mistakes all the time. And you make mistakes mm-hmm. all the time, too, don't you? Yeah. Me more than you, though, right? <laughs> no comment. Okay, anyway. Um, <laughs> but, but the point is, we, we made a commitment to one another, and that's through bad and good times. Mm-hmm. And to always try to win somebody's approval borderlines on abuse after a while. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. And that is what many, many religions do. And, and trying to impress God or this deity so that you can get into the afterlife. Mm-hmm. That is not what Christianity is all about. The reason that you and I do good works, the reason we want to bless people and be kind and all that stuff, is because we realize that without God, we are pretty wicked people. I mean, we do bad things. And we realize that Jesus is, accepts us regardless if, if we're good or bad. It's, it's because we put faith in what he did on the cross. Because none of us as human beings can ever be righteous enough to get into heaven on our own works. Mm-hmm. And, and there's just no way. Because even the greatest person, even, I mean, you think of Mother Teresa who lived this amazing life and love. She herself she sinned. She did bad stuff. She thought bad stuff. She, th- there were things in her life, even though she's a wonderful lady. Mm-hmm. The reason she was wonderful is because she served God and helped people as a result of her loving God, not trying to work herself into heaven. Does this make sense? Yeah, totally. And, you know, last Sunday we were reading in Hebrews, and just one verse stood out to me because it had the words mercy and grace in it so many times mm-hmm. in one verse. Right. And I think that the whole Reformation started um, with Martin Luther over this concept of mercy and grace, um, that we are not saved by works, we're saved by faith. And that's in Romans chapter 9 and 10, where he talks about, God talks about being saved through grace and faith, not of works. Lest any man should boast, yeah. And and it and it goes on to say, shall we remain keep sinning just so grace would more abound? And it says, no. I mean, we're not supposed to try to sin, but when people blow it, we ask forgiveness, and, and we, we go, go on. on and and we quoted that well, verse earlier about about having good deeds. And it's not so we earn salvation, but that we bring glory to God and that we right. show people love, show, well, show people God's love. I think deep inside everyone. We've said this before. There is a there's a desire for redemption, because we all know, left alone to our own devices, we we are corrupt inside. And I know that's hard for some people. They don't like that. They don't like to hear that we're you know. Uh, we asked a question on Facebook: Are people basically good or bad? Maybe we should go to that. Yeah, we can. But I but it's really interesting biblically. If you read the Bible, and I've done this show um, already, and you can go back and on our po- podcast archive, it's uh, takehimwithyou dot com slash archive, a r c h. I-V-E. And you can go back and find the thing called The Forbidden Fruit is the name of the show that I did. And it was all on what happened in the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve and mm-hmm. how sin or or missing the mark entered into the world as far as human beings were concerned mm-hmm. and how we now live under this curse of when we're born, we are not born good. We're actually born with an, with an evil nature. And and our human nature, left alone by itself, it's proven in history. It's it's all over. I mean, you look around. You leave a person to their own devices and give them a little money and power, and what will happen? Well, wasn't it Benjamin Franklin that said power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely? It's true. 
So, you know, and that's not scripture, but we've seen it happen a over lot. and over and over. And even people, we've even seen people use religion as a tool to hurt and harm people because of because of that sinful nature that's on the inside of us. Mm-hmm. And to us, now this is our belief, so just calm down, nobody freak out, but we believe that the, the only cure to sin and that evil nature inside of us is to receive Christ into your life as and 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 let that redemptive power change the inside of us. Because um, I'm a much different person than I was 26 years ago. And, I mean, you got... You you accepted Christ early in your life, so you don't really know. But but you do know that the closer you are to God, the be- the better you treat yeah. people, isn't it? True. Yeah, I think um, I think that's the way it should be. You know, sure. I think that we should um, appreciate God's love for us and turn around and show that love to others. Right. Okay. So let's get to the Facebook thing. Maybe you can read a few things for us because I think it's fascinating to hear what different people think. Now, again, if you're listening to the podcast and you wrote a comment and we don't agree with it, don't don't think we don't love you or like well, you or anything like that. <clears throat> We're just talking about what the Bible says about human nature. Well, and I think there's different ways of looking at things, too, because I can see the way some people um, wrote their opinion, and I can see the way they're coming from. Mm-hmm. And I'll get, we'll get there. Our dog um, is snoring again, by the way, if you hear that in <laughs> yeah, the background. she likes to snore. Okay, so what okay. do we have? I, I um, asked the question, what? It says, do you believe human beings are basically good or basically bad at the core? Okay. And Tim says, I think we are basically good at the core. Even those that are considered evil, what they are, what they are doing, they think is right. We do have the capacity to do both equally so your answer to your question without rambling basically good okay so that's his that's what tim thought okay and what else do we have um dave said um i think society defines what is good and what is bad so by nature um we are neither um until dropped into a society that has these roles defined taught what is good and what is bad and decide which path to walk. Um, human beings that are born and never interact with other human beings would probably just be boring. So he, uh, he kind of has that blank slate. Right, but I, I, I understand his concept because w- I was talking with my friend Mike from, from uh, England, mm-hmm. and we were talking about alcohol and drinking mm-hmm. and stuff, and we were talking back and forth, and I was under the assumption that culturally it's much more acceptable to drink alcohol in in um, the UK, right? But I mean, and I was coming from a church background where, um, now growing up, I didn't have this concept at all because we didn't go to church. But after we got into church and stuff like that, I noticed that there was a, a real, you know, you don't drink alcohol; it's sinful. Blah 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 blah. And yet, we had a, a friend of ours go over and spend some time at a discipleship school over there and learn music and different things. And uh, and in their contract to stay, they could they could drink a certain amount of alcohol every day as long as they didn't no get drunk. No more than two units a day. Right. <laughs> and and I I so I just assumed that uh, you know it's just a cultural thing. But Mike and I were talking back and forth in an email exchange, and I'm um, still got some more to write to him about it. But he really enlightened me um, that really over there too, um, you know, in the in the church, it's things have changed over time. Mm-hmm. And I really uh, is Dave that wrote this. Yeah, I, I I understand where Dave's coming from because, in one aspect, 
if you dropped somebody into the culture there, it would be more acceptable for at a church potluck to be drinking beer or wine with dinner than if you dropped them into a conservative Baptist church here like in the United in, States. Yeah. Right. They would, they would freak out if you brought that into the fellowship hall. Yeah. Okay, but do you understand what he's mm-hmm. saying is that it really depends what he thinks that society judges what's right and what's wrong. And, and I completely understand yeah. that. But biblically, if you want to look at, at what the Bible says, really it's God that says what is right and wrong. And, and that whole thing in the Garden of Eden when there was the trees set out there, you know, the, mm-hmm. God said you can eat of any tree in the garden except for the tree of the knowledge of good and evil the knowledge of good and evil that is really crucial when you start mm-hmm. thinking about it because what that does is it says you can have anything in this that i provide for you and you can enjoy it but i reserve the right to tell you what's right and wrong yeah and and we as humans have walked away from that concept and said i'm going to i'll do it my way i'll do you know what don't tell me what to do you goofball i'm doing what i want to mm-hmm. do I, it's me 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 i i i, I. And that's the reason we have so many conflicts in the world today is because we're not listening to what God says, what is right and what's wrong. We're choosing for ourselves. And that's when Adam was looking at the tree and, the, and, uh, and Eve was looking at the tree and the fruit and everything. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and the, the serpent or Satan said, oh, surely you won't die. Go mm-hmm. ahead. It looks good. And it says that, that, that Eve looked at it and it looked good to eat. And it, and he, and she wanted to become wise. She wanted to know. She wanted to make her own choices, and so she ate. And then mm-hmm. she hand. And then don't guys don't go. Well, it's her fault. She turns and gives to her husband, who eats as well. And they <clears throat> both all of a sudden have their eyes opened. And then from there on, everything starts going downhill. Well, and you got to remember that Adam was put in charge of keeping the garden, so he should have kept that snake out of there. That's too. right. He he wasn't <laughs> doing his job either. But but do you understand the concept? There is. Um, um, you know, they they ch- they chose to make their own decisions instead of mm-hmm. trusting in what God said. And so here's where everything gets all messy when it comes to uh, this whole thing: Are we good or bad at the core? Mm-hmm. I, I, and I, I coming up, there's an interesting interesting yeah. thing. What's the next there, one? There are different ways to look at this. Definitely mm-hmm. um, fascinating to me. Yeah, um, Josh says basically bad. Um, Romans 3.23 says all have sinned, um, which would make us um, bad only, um, bad, and then I think there should be punctuation, Josh. <laughs> I'm such a mom. <laughs> only through God we can be good. And and that is, yeah, that's something I believe as well. But um, And even then, when you receive Christ in your heart, it's a struggle to do good Well, if, if, you, if you're not. Even the, the Apostle Paul, who wrote a majority of the New Testament, said that... I do the things that I don't want to do. Yeah. yeah, and the things that I wish to do, I want to do, I don't do. So he had this struggle, struggle between... Struggle as well. Well, I, I look at life as being in a very, very um, strong current, like a river. Mm-hmm. You get into that current, and you either swim upstream, and it takes effort, or you just relax, and you'll go downstream. You'll go downstream. And that's the nature of humans. Is for us to if we do if we're not trying to improve if we're not trying to um, go forward in things if we don't have any enlightenment from God we can try our own thing but we eventually will go downstream and that's mm-hmm. that's just my opinion yeah 
Okay, what else do we have here? Okay, Sue answers. Um, I'm answering on Facebook because there's not character limit, I guess, compared to Twitter. Or Twitter, something. I asked okay. it on Twitter as well. Yeah. <laughs> okay, when humans were created, they were made in the image of God, perfect and innocent. But since the fall of man, we just talked about Adam, mm -hmm. humans have a fallen nature. So it is our current nature to be sinful. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. There's no one who is. I need to click see more. Just see more. Okay. See more is on there a lot. <laughs> okay. There's no one who is righteous, not even one. But for Christians, our faith in God and our desire to be like Jesus that makes us want to strive to be good. And the teachings of the Bible, um, they guide us. For believers, the Bible isn't giving us a list of rules that we have to be grudgingly follow or to-do list. Believers take it as a guidance and want to do what is good and hate what but not who is evil. We'll never really accomplish that behavior until we go to heaven, but that is our goal. So yeah, can I tell I was raised by a PhD in theology? <laughs> I think she hit it pretty close on the head. But, I, I agree yeah. because I think that is really, um, that is a very life-giving and non-judgmental way mm -hmm. to state that basically we are rotten at the core, mm -hmm. but God redeems us if we have faith in him. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and another scripture says that we were fearfully and wonderfully made. Right, And, and it is the key. God is, makes us. Right good and well it's just we have this sinful nature through adam that that's that kind of it battles and and i i was going to bring up that i've had children i've birthed three children yeah we have three kids and someone i helped make those we won't go there um <laughs> someone said uh, something about kind of a blank slate idea and um what when when people come into the world, they come, come with a blank slate. Yeah, and and I'm sure there are definitely things that can happen to people that can affect their personality and, and the way the, they do things. And sure. the way they do things, but I have to say that I have three children, and each of them were born with their personality and their temperament intact when they were born. They were, and um, some were real strong-willed, and some were compliant. Mm -hmm. Well, I only got one compliant. And there's um, there's definite strengths and weaknesses to both um, personalities, and both personalities are prone to sin. And, and and what do you mean by that when you say prone to sin? Well, I think all of us have the ability to miss the mark. We can't always be right on all the time. Right, sin is an archery term actually yeah. for missing the bullseye. Missing the bullseye and. And that can be through selfishness or for me, I was a compliant child, but I often would sin by letting people take advantage of me. Right. And not... Not having any boundaries. Not having good boundaries. And and that's a sin too because I was fearfully and wonderfully made and God doesn't want me being abused. Correct. And so I've had to, you know, turn my life over to God and set boundaries. Sure. And to so, protect what he made. Okay, so let me ask you then, what is one of the first things that the kids learn? I mean, when they're babies, they don't, I mean, sometimes they don't. They fight sleep and stuff like that. But when they start to become conscious of what's going on around them, what are some of the first things that you noticed about our kids? I mean, there's pretty, pretty, 
universal for all kids. I mean, one of the first words they learn. I mean, some of the first things they say are mine and no. And, um, you know, and we think it's kind of cute at first until they do it all the way through the grocery store and right. <laughs> throw or, tizzies and tantrums. And, right. And, you know, there's psychologists would say, well, saying no is is them exerting their independence or they're they're separating from sometimes it's downright selfishness and, yeah and sometimes it's just, well <laughs> just i mean you're being well, you, you, you think about it when we raise children we raise them they, they cannot take care of themselves no. you couldn't just have a baby come out and then just leave them there on it's, the it's on the not floor like a little alligator that will swim off and start fending for it right exactly <laughs> but but really the we cater to their every need mm-hmm and to a to a being that is prone to badness that is that trains them to be selfish in a way and and there's nothing wrong with caring for kids and you should care for kids and we should be loving parents and everything but there comes a time when we need to teach our kids some boundaries but what did you notice about it um, some kids are easier to teach that than others. Personalities, mm-hmm. strong some, will. Some compliant. are definitely more demanding. Right. Mm-hmm. But yes. but really, um, we found that um, kids, we didn't have to teach our kids how to be bad. No. They have to be taught how to be truthful. They need to be taught how to be... Um, well, you can't run your whole life by feelings. Otherwise, you, you become a very unstable and not very happy yeah. person. And you hurt people. If, if all you do is live on feelings, we had to teach our kids that feelings, God gave them feelings for a reason, you know, to be aware of what's going on around them and to be able to respond. But they can also deceive you. Mm-hmm. And, and you have to be very careful. Sometimes you have to learn what's right and what's wrong and then do what's right. Well, Even and- though doing what's wrong sometimes feels better. And gets you results that you kind of want for the now. They all, it always tricks you in the it's end. It's interesting because we're talking about TV today mm-hmm. and about the way that Hollywood or the writers, script writers, portray different things of faith. Or mm-hmm. and and one of the things that I noticed a lot with our kids growing up is like Disney movies and other movies that talk about following your heart. You mm-hmm. always have to follow your heart. Well, follow your heart. That's what I do. Okay. <laughs> and you know, sometimes that doesn't work. Well, sometimes your heart can be in the wrong place. Yeah. It can be messed up. If you if you make your decision, you know that is a deception. Because mm-hmm. the Bible you, says the heart does is what is deceitfully wicked. <laughs> um, there is a place, but though, guided by God. Yeah. It, it also says that if you delight yourself in the Lord. He will give you he the desires. He will give you. He will put the desires in your heart there right, if you right. are following him. Right. Then you can follow your heart because you're following God. Right. But you have to be really careful about about um, just following your heart if you're not putting the right things into it. Correct. That's, that's an interesting concept. Okay, what else do we have here? Okay, Jordan says, Dave, I'd like to disagree. Yes, our society does have their own set of morals and their own set of goods and bads, but when you get down to it, the Word of God sets out a clear picture of what is truly good and what is truly bad. We are sinners at heart, therefore our own fleshly nature, we are bad. 
And then you say, we're well, covering this subject today. Right. Well, Jordan, you, you hit it. <clears throat> I think you hit it on the head, although it kind of direct there. I think it's, it's right. I mean, I think biblically you have the right concept. Um, and so, uh, yeah, that's a very interesting. But then on the other side of the coin, I'm going to read Angie's because I, I get where she's coming from. Okay, go ahead. Because Angie says, good, we are created in after God's image. Which, um, there, um, for we are good at the core of our being. So her point of view is that, you know, God's perfect. Right. And if we're created in God's image, um, and the Bible does say... I don't we think were, that God creates anything bad. Yeah, we were, we were fearfully and wonderfully made. So that, that makes sense where she's coming exactly. from. Exactly. And yet you have to also put in the thing of what Adam and Eve did in yeah, the garden. You, ha- you have to factor in what happened spiritually to humanity. We were created good. I agree right, totally right. with Angie. And I think that once we get that puzzle put together again of our broken lives and we're connected back with God through Christ, mm-hmm. then I, I do think we need to renew our minds because I think the devil likes to beat people up. Sure. Or, or he or he tries to get them away from what will really truly hook them back up to God. Yeah. I mean it's it's uh, explaining to our geek friends, it'd be like um in the days when well, we still all have to have modems to connect to the internet. And yeah. like cable modems or or, or uh, whatever modems that 4G. you have. Right. You got to have, have something some kind of device. You have to have something to connect you back up to the main source of all the information. Well, when when Adam and Eve chose to eat of that tree that they weren't supposed to, it disconnected them from from God. Mm-hmm. Then the reason that Jesus came and died on the cross and rose again from the dead was to hook us back up to God. Mm-hmm. Now, in this new time, we can we can actually through faith by believing what Jesus did on the cross, not by works, not by doing good things to get, get God to notice. We actually basically call the cable company or the the internet company up through Jesus, mm-hmm. and he hooks us back up with God. And now all of a sudden we have this relationship again. There, therefore, we are redeemed by what Jesus did, not our works. And then as a result of our thankfulness for what being hooked back up, we can then do good things for other people and help other people because we because we desire not just to to please God but to fulfill why we were made in the first place. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I just think it's a, a wonderful plan of redemption, and it so takes it off of us having to walk on our knees three miles on glass or hot coals or whatever. It's not about what we do to get accepted by God. God already accepted us through what Jesus did on the cross. The only way, however, I believe, for us to be hooked back up to God is to accept what Jesus has done on the cross and say, Lord, I really need you to be my boss and my, my Savior. Mm-hmm. And that's that's really where it's at, and that that's why I was really upset when Jimmy Kimmel said what he did on the thing, and why I didn't like the lot the ending of Lost because I felt like it it didn't. I I know it wasn't a Christian program. I know you know I know all that, mm-hmm. but it was disappointing to me because I thought, wow, you know, um, it just was so unclear, and I think that people, you know, I I I would hope that that after all this time, you know, that people would start to realize where. The core of them, their their human heart is, and it needs God. You know, mm-hmm. we need God. In my opinion, we need God, and what the Bible mm-hmm. says is very clear. And and so I, you know, and it's the the whole thing. I don't know how we can 
get away from the fact that people are basically evil inside. But it's it because you, I mean, look at Survivor. Mm-hmm. Look at Apprentice. You know, look at these different shows that we watch them be put in an environment, an artificial environment, and then go at each other with competition. And pretty soon, some ruthless stuff begins to happen. Yeah, this season in almost the, everybody. This season, of even the, the even the was most a righteous nicer, ones. but the season before they were calling wicked. each other Nazis. And I know, being really, it's it bad. Was like, oh man, they're mean. But you know, one thing that I am really thankful for. Um, I grew up in a youth group with with youth leaders. Like the church I went to had mm-hmm. youth leaders that would do something very interesting. What's that? They would have us bring in our favorite records. This mm-hmm. is back in the day of records. And we would... You remember those big black things with the little <laughs> holes in the middle? We would listen to the songs. And then we would compare the songs to the Bible. And see what was good and bad about it. And them. so we had people bringing in Hell's Bells with ACDC right. and stuff. And we'd listen to them. Right. And you can take that same principle to our entertainment like we're doing right now. Right. And we can compare the entertainment to the Bible. Sure. And that's what we're doing today. Well, and I think some people take it extreme. I mean, I know some people that think we're really bad people because we watch TV. And we watch these programs. Um, I like science fiction. I like Star Trek. I like that. There are things inside of some of the things that I don't agree with. Mm-hmm. But I like I like the, the concepts of some of the things. And I like watching space shows and stuff. But... But there are some people that will go completely extreme and say, well, TV will rot your brain and it's bad for you and all this stuff. Well, and, you know, for years we didn't have yeah. TV. Well, we that's because we were taught much. that. Yeah. And, and, and that I you think... couldn't be close to God if you watched all this trash. However, I have to say that a majority of the world does watch these things. And in order for me to understand, and I know that some people will disagree with this, I, I, I think we get too paranoid about some things and... Certainly, there are programs that I do not watch on TV because I don't agree with them, and they just—they're to me—they're inherently evil in the way they present things, and I don't like that. So mm-hmm. I don't care for that type of entertainment. Um, but I, I, you know, I actually, when I'm watching a program, I look for the spirituality in it. I really do. Sometimes there isn't. Sometimes there is. Well, and sometimes the lack of it is a conversation piece. Absolutely, too. It, it really is, um, and I think it's it's talking about modern day culture in a way mm-hmm. that we've never been able to do because it's universal, and that's why you'll hear us talk about programs here on the program because um, TV programs and movies and stuff. Because, like when we did the District Nine review of District Nine, you wouldn't have watched that show because no. it had like a billion <laughs> f words in it and stuff. I, I don't and I like didn't, that. I didn't F-word. enjoy. I, I didn't enjoy that part at all. But the movie itself was very, um, wow, it, it, just, it just presented you with an, a really interesting dilemma, and a lot of people saw it, it. And you know what? That was one of the most listened to programs we ever did. It was kind of like um, Advanced um, Enemy Mine or something. No, it was or, way no, different than way that. But it was real gory, let, wasn't well, it? Well, it was gory and all that thing, but it, it, it basically talked about how we treat people and, and, or aliens, per se, or... You know, prejudice and just a bunch of stuff in it, but it was it was very poignant in its in its presentation. And um, anyway, if I was before, I would have not watched the movie because I would have been like, "Well, I can't watch it because it has lots of bad words in it." I wouldn't. I didn't watch it again. I didn't buy the DVD, but I did go see it with one of my sons, and we were we walked out kind of numb because of all the yucky cussing and stuff. But at the same time, 
I understood the point the movie was trying to get across. And as a result of that, I was able to talk about the Bible and the concepts in the Bible about equality and and human beings and loving one another. And so, it, mm-hmm. see, there are things that you can Even get. Even though it was aliens. <laughs> well, yeah. But you, yeah. you understand what I'm trying yeah, to say. Yeah, I understand. You know, so, I think... so there are some groups that would say we're really bad for watching television and stuff like that. And yet I come from now, after going through that phase of being real legalistic and, and you know, this is going to rot your brain and stuff, to now, you know, loosen up a little bit, look around, how are we ever... How are we ever going to get a message of truth and life and love into people's lives if we live in a little hole in the ground and are scared of everyone? We aren't. Yeah. We aren't. And so, you know, I mean, maybe I'm revealing too much here, but I <laughs> I, I, just think it's really important well, for us to be Well, and there's different relevant. phases in our lives. Sure. Um, you know, when, when we our kids had, were small, we didn't want when to When we that. had young children, we were very careful of what kind of TV. Sure. Yes, Rick did have Star Trek on, on VHS. Well, that yeah, we there's nothing wrong with Star Trek. But um, you know, we were we were pretty careful because you know young kids are really um, vulnerable, vulnerable and, yeah. and you know sensitive to things and sure and um and as we get older I, we get hardened and <laughs> but you know. there are still some things I'm pretty <laughs> sensitive to and I, yeah. I I I still wouldn't go see that one movie Rick and Andrew went and saw yeah. because I'm going. No, that's not my thing. I don't like a lot of violence and swearing. It's just not my kind of movie. But but you know, um, you know, I'm hoping that that Rick being able to talk about the biblical aspects, um, themes in it that kind of opens some people up to seeing maybe a little different different perspective on it. So yeah. Well, anyway, this TV season, I think whenever you watch TV, whether it's a little kids cartoon, Mm -hmm. you know, people get might get after you for liking star trek well there's as much new age and humanism and different spiritual concepts and cartoons i know i know and you know um i think it's good whether you're watching a rated g cartoon or a rated r action movie um whatever your limit is there that you watch it with a critical mind, and I'm not meaning mean critical. No, not not a sarcastic not or, a, or not a mean critical, but critical, I mean yeah. that you do, pick out the sticks. You know that there's sometimes that doesn't make any things, sense to everybody. What do you mean by that? What I mean is, you know, like <laughs> grow. I guess that's a, a saying that people who grew up on a farm would understand. Is you know, you're out in a hay field and mm. you and you're eating your lunch, and hay or s- stuff gets in your food, right? <laughs> or, and you pick that out. You pick you out eat the, the good stuff. You eat the good stuff. And, well, yeah, I think that's really that's a really good and idea. I, and I think it's a good thing to talk about it with your with your kids. Well, and that's the whole thing that I think is wonderful about storytelling. Mm-hmm. I think that whenever you get a story, uh, and and you hear like whether it's the Martians are here dot com or whether it's you know um, uh, Survivor or, or 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 CSI or or Star Trek or whatever. Whenever you get a story, there are things that you can discuss about real life that there's concepts that are really good to talk about. Mm-hmm. The morality of things, the the way that we treat one another, the the how did the villain do this and why was his, what was his motivation behind it? How can we avoid that in our lives? What how do we treat other human beings, you know, or aliens in this case, you know, and some mm-hmm. of the things. But I think that's what's so fascinating about storytelling and this whole idea of living a life that um that makes a difference you know i think if you if, i try to watch programs that are not mindless i try to watch things that provoke me to think about something and there are sometimes i'll shut them off because they're just too 
I don't like them. They're just too gross or they, they go down a path that I'm not comfortable with. Mm-hmm. But I, I like to watch things that challenge me to, to look at how I live my life. And I think you can see that. But, you know, our basic thing for, the, for this whole program was to discuss human nature. Mm-hmm. And after watching the season finale of Lost, or the series finale of Lost, after watching the, the season finale of, of Survivor, mm-hmm. we, we watched some amazing things happen. I almost didn't watch Survivor this season because one of the guys on it this time was on last time. And I just got, he's so evil. He's yeah. so mean. But inter- <laughs> interesting, though, that the, I think we talked about this on the last podcast. He did not win. No. Because he didn't know how to play the social game at the end, and he alienated everybody from him. And so, mm-hmm. for, therefore, he did not win. But public opinion, interesting, because this whole mob mentality, um, they voted him as the sprint player of the season or whatever, and he got $100,000. And that is just – so he was all excited. Well, America voted, and I won. Well – you know what? There's a lot of people out there that root for lethal and mean folks. I, I it doesn't make sense, I don't but it's get true. That. <laughs> well, I I don't know. You know, I mean, it's I think it's because of that inherent inside of us. If we could mess somebody over and get away with it, would we? Well, hopefully well, I, not. <laughs> I, I hopefully I I hope not too. But it is very prevalent in in the whole world, and it's 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 shown by the wars. The power, the corruption, politics are a joke now. And I think because of the very nature of a human being, it, it without God, politics can be. And even people that claim to know God sometimes when they get into politics and, and selfish ambition and money and power, they, they'll use God as a means to hurt people and the mm-hmm. Bible to hurt people. And that is so that's even I think that's worse than people like Hitler and, and different stuff who, well, who were just used, evil. He used God, too. Well, yeah, he did, if you study yeah, it. Yeah, he he um, twisted around the Christian faith yeah. and brought out things that were never there. Yeah. Um, he twisted a lot of things. Well, very interesting discussion. Is there anything else you want to say before we... Well, we need to... Do we have time to read our scripture? We didn't do that. No, we don't now. That's too bad. But we did talk about a lot of things. We'll, we'll we pick up on Joseph's life. We did bring up quite a few yeah. scriptures, and um, we'll get back into Joseph hopefully next week, because yeah. I just love that story. It's a good story. In yeah. fact, we should do a series on that when we get, get older. I, I'm yeah. not sure what we're going to do next week. We might... Um, because we have... Because we kind of interrupted the one on the Bible, and it's been downloaded really well, um, maybe I'll throw out some questions for people to ask. Mm-hmm. And if we get enough questions, we're looking for audio comments. If you've stuck with us this long through the podcast, if you want to send in some audio comments or some emails, we would love that. You can send them to rick at takehimwithyou.com. Send them MP3 format. That would be wonderful. That's rick at takehimwithyou.com. I would love to be able to play some of your comments. Um, and we're asking questions about the Bible. Uh, we're going to d- discuss um the the second part of the good book we're going to talk about the bible how it relates to us it's kind of some some um actual facts about the bible mm-hmm. and some things maybe you don't know about it th- that kind of thing but we would love to get your questions or your comments on what you think the bible is and we're we're okay if you don't agree with us if you think the bible's a a book full of weird stuff well tell us about it we'll play it and we'll talk about it my grandma used to call it stories. Yes, those are stories. Yes, but I loved my grandma even though I didn't agree with her about what the Bible was. <laughs> right. So I think that'd be really cool. Okay. Well, I, I hope, you know, I hope it wasn't our uh, intention to uh, offend anyone. But as far as we, you know, just to give you a perspective on what the Bible does say, it does say that human beings at the core are really, um, they, they were created good, 
but as a result of what Adam and Eve chose in the Garden of Eden, we were we fell from uh, fell in sin, or we missed the mark, and and that's been inherited down through the generations. The only thing that we believe that can cure that and make it right is by accepting Christ into your life, and He will redeem us through what He did on the cross, not by our works, but by the by grace and fa- faith in what He did on the cross, and He rose again to redeem us. When we do that, then we do things because we love him, not because we're scared of him or want to be accepted because he has accepted us um, through what has happened on the cross. And so that's what we believe. Yeah. I I I don't think I can say it any plainer than that. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Plainer? More plain. I don't know. More plain. Well, a planer is what what you shave wood with. Okay, well, I don't want to do that. So (laughs) let's pray. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for every person listening. And I I hope, God, that we have provoked an interesting conversation and thoughts in their hearts and minds. And Lord, we do want to thank you. I do. I want to thank you, Lord, for uh, giving redemption to us, uh, a a people that uh, I know in my own heart I will do bad if given the opportunity. But with you, um, I strive to do what's right because I want to. I want not only do I want to please you, but I know you redeem me, and I, I appreciate that so much. So thank you for that, God. I pray for every person listening, if they don't know you personally, that they would accept you into their life, that they'd say, Jesus, I need you, and I want you in my life, and and I want you to be my boss, and and uh, help decide what's right and wrong for my life. I pray, God, that that would happen even today. And I just ask you to bless everyone that's listening and help them in their walk with you and and in their life. Protect them. Keep them safe, I pray. And thank you for all that you've done for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, so that's it. Um, Thanks, everybody, for listening. I hope you enjoyed the program. Um, Take Him With You is a production of... Moyer Multimedia, LLC. Copyright 2010. All rights reserved. Okay. Is that good? Yeah, that'll work. All right. Oh, we didn't even ask people to donate, did we? You can donate if you like. Yeah. It was help pay take, bills. Yeah, we need our bills. Paid. All right. <laughs> Takehimwithyou.com. <laughs> Click on the donate button. Okay, bless you. Bye. Bye bye. Hi, this is Kenny. And this is Jenny. We're the host of Knights of the Guild, the official fan podcast for the award-winning web series, The Guild. We're not like your typical fan podcasts. Both Jenny and I have worked on several seasons of The Guild and take our listeners behind the scenes to share our fun and crazy times on set. We also have exclusive interviews with cast, crew, and fans of The Guild. We keep you up to date on General Guild news and the latest happenings of our cast and crew. So please give us a listen on iTunes or at knightsofthegild.com. Rick, my brother, how art thou? I enjoy listening to your show very much, and Amy has become an integral part of the show, so keep up the good work, my friends. And I'm also pleased to hear that you enjoy listening to my little podcast, Appy Times, which is a short weekly review about cheap or free applications for the iPod Touch, the iPhone, or as us geeks like to call it, the iThingy. So come along and spend a few minutes with me waxing lyrical about these fantastic little applications. I can be found at appytimes.podbean.com or simply look for me in iTunes. Rick, my friend, keep up the good work. And happy times, brother. Hi, Russell. Are you like Mommy? Are you doing a podcast? A podcast. 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 Good boy.
That is pretty much the cutest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Podcast. Anomaly. Something that deviates from what is standard, normal, or expected. An oddity. Peculiarity. Irregularity. Inconsistency. Incongruity. A rarity. I'm Jen. And I'm Angela. And we're the socially functional co-hosts of Anomaly. The podcast with a unique perspective, a female perspective on all things geek. Star Trek. Star Wars. Lord of the Rings. Buffy. Firefly. Gaming. Books. Costuming. And general geek topics. The sometimes monthly, but always entertaining, Anomaly Podcast. Anomalypodcast.com. Hello, my name is Meds. And I'm Kelly. And we are the presenters of Waffle On Podcast. Now, once you've finished listening to the brilliant Taking With You podcast... What in the wide world of sports is that? It's a podcast that's spiritual, but not religious, and all about Rick's geeky life. What? Does he like geeky TV? Indeed he does. What? Like TV we like from 1960 to 1999? Indeed, and that's why he listens to us. That's what we're about. We do British TV broadcast between 1960 to 1999. So come and find us. You can find us at Podbean, just type in Waffle On Podcast podcast or iTunes. We'd be honoured if you'd join us. Thank you. This is Jeff from Champ Podcast. After you finish listening to this excellent podcast, I invite you to come listen to ours. My co-host Jason and myself cover open wheel auto racing, focusing on Formula One and IndyCar. Each podcast we review the races, we talk about drivers and teams, and all the news and rumours as well. So come give us a go. We can be found at www.champpodcast.com, that's with one P, or in iTunes, search Champ Podcast. Champ Podcast, the world's fastest podcast. The Treks in Sci-Fi Podcast. Stand by to receive our transmission. Sci-Fi Entertainment News and Commentary. I am Locutus, a Borg. Star Trek episode analysis. Captain of the USS Enterprise. Pokey religions and ancient weapons. Collectibles, toy, and prop reviews. I am to misbehave. The weekly Treks in Sci-Fi podcast with your host Rico at treksinsci-fi.com. If you like a good science fiction story, then you'll like The Martians Are Here podcast by Australian author Stefan Sonnen. The Martians Are Here podcast is a science fiction serial around 15 minutes per podcast episode set in the not-too-distant future. It's a story about two alien species from very different origins who bring their ongoing war to Earth with disastrous consequences for humanity.
story is told through the eyes of five people who must piece together what's going on in order to survive. This is what happens when biology, technology, and adaptability collide. The Martians Are Here podcast on iTunes and on themartiansarehere.com.